I'm Jesse Lubinsky. I'm Donnie Piercy. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Heil, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Creation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional movements, resources, tools, and practices that are reshaping learning. When I want to say like, thank you for helping out with my homework. My family. Thank you for just being a great friend. What I have. Being there for me. For my friends. Thank you for motivating me. For my teachers. It makes me feel like I'm acknowledging my friends or things around me, which like lifts my mood up to actually do my work in class. Hi everyone, this is Christy, and our guest today, Paloma Menoworth, is a busy teacher, which is redundant, but I mention it to say that she gave up part of her Saturday to talk to us. That's how much she loves the resource that she came to talk about. Paloma is in her 11th year as a middle school band director in Kearney, Nebraska. I knew in sixth grade that I wanted to be a band teacher, and that was my entire career path ever since. I never questioned it. I had a really straight route into uh, music education and then I think as most people realize once you get in the profession your interests funnel a little bit and my I really discovered that I love school community which I think is why 11 year old Paloma decided like this is for me this is where I want to spend my days because I love the community of, of our band. Realizing how much she loved community and the social development aspects of education, Paloma, like so many teachers, went back to school and achieved a master's degree in school counseling and a second master's degree in school administration. I've really always loved school culture and climate, and that's kind of where my love for education, I think, is rooted. So I love researching and learning about things that I can do to benefit my school community. And Give Thanks has been what I've been most recently most excited about. Give Thanks is the resource that Paloma came to share, and if you come to Ed Curation to learn more about it, you'll search G-I-V-E-T-H-X, all one word. You were just talking about how your interest in impacting school climate as a whole, as a support for all kinds of learning, which is so important and something that we've known for a long time, and then it was kind of like we forgot it for a while. Because it was all about test scores. And now we're remembering that we're teaching human beings and that they actually need to be cared for holistically before they can attend to higher order thinking. Was your district looking for resources to help support that kind of learning? Or did you just sort of randomly find out about Give Thanks and want to try it out? What was the process? Well, I think our process is similar to what you were saying because we have in the recent, you know, in our school's recent history, implemented an SEL program, like a curriculum that our teachers um, offer our students on a weekly basis. But this kind of complements that. I read a book and was interested in it and reached out to, to one of the authors who had been working closely in partnership with Give Thanks. And so that was my process for stumbling upon it. It was all just kind of self-interest and self-based research. But our school is certainly looking for ways to increase our kind of loving community on kids. And so I think the SEL curriculum that we use is part of that. 
if you really want to have a good school community and a good school climate, it's something that you constantly have to be working on and constantly have to be shaping. And so I think when we stumble upon these things, especially something offered free of charge um, with a lot of support, that it's just silly to not try to do anything we can and see what fits. And this fits really well for us. Teachers listening, I just want to make sure you caught that. Paloma said free of charge. And to clarify, this year Give Thanks is offering the platform free for any staff from any school. Just reach out and ask. You'll find the link for that in the episode notes. How did you find out about Give Thanks? There are so many SEL solutions right now and so many new ones coming to market almost daily. So how did this one catch your attention? A few years ago, I stumbled upon a really viral soul pancake video that was all about gratitude. And these, um, I, I, the, the people in the video had to like compose a letter and then they ended up surprising them saying, okay, and now you need to deliver this letter, whether it's in person or over the phone. And it was really impactful and got me thinking about gratitude. And then I realized that there's a ton of research out there about gratitude. It's a real science right now. And then it leads up to the science of happiness, which is just kind of astounding that there is a science to happiness, but there is and gratitude plays a big role. And so when I started just getting my own wheels turning and and kind of doing my own research, I stumbled upon the book Making Grateful Kids. And it's by Giacomo Bono and Jeffrey Pro. And they have kind of pioneered gratitude research in youth, which obviously I was really interested in. Quick side note. Psychologists have scientifically proven that one of the greatest contributing factors to overall happiness in your life and mine is how much gratitude we show. Gratitude has strong correlations to better sleep, higher confidence and self-esteem, and improved mental and physical health and fitness. While we don't really dig into the science of gratitude or the foundational research for Give Thanks in this episode, if you are interested in that, Paloma says that the book Making Grateful Kids is truly mesmerizing, packed with fascinating research and a quick read. We've linked it in the episode notes for your convenience, along with some other research on gratitude that you might find helpful. And then after reading the book and thinking, I've kind of found this silver bullet that I think can touch on so many things that we're trying to do with our students. And I think maybe most importantly, it's a growable skill. It's something that we can actually help students increase in their lives, which increases resilience and empathy and all these traits we're trying to instill on top of just their general happiness. And so it just seemed like a a kind of easy, why not? Um, And when I reached out to Giacomo, he had been working with uh, Give Thanks and recommended me look into the program. And we signed up for it almost immediately after I discovered it last year. Um, and and implement it with our about 50 staff members. Okay. So when you say we, you mean like your your whole school started mm-hmm. doing it. Okay. Yeah. So for people who don't know what Give Thanks is, who haven't heard of it, tell us. In my mind, there's kind of three pillars of the program, but at its core, it's an electronic way to send gratitude grams between staff members. And then there's a student component if you'd like to go that route where they can send notes to each other and students and staff can send notes back and forth. And maybe one of the most interesting components of it is that you have to tag each gratitude letter with an emotional competency or a trait that is either the reason for your letter or something that this person embodies. So not only does it stick with just the gratitude gram, but then you're also recognizing a skill in someone and then it graphs it for them and they can see, oh, people think I'm really positive or people think I'm a good listener. 
this is a really, really nice way for them to, to see what's coming from their peers and from their teachers. So that's kind of its core is the, the gratitude gram, the electronic gratitude gram. But there's two other components that I think are really neat. One is they call tasks and that's a reflection, um, component. So it's, it's a much more private thing. So the teacher or whoever's facilitating can ask a question that they want a student to reflect on or a teacher to reflect on. And then, um, that person responds, but in a really private way, they're not sending a letter to someone. It's not public to anyone else. It's just a chance for reflection on whatever topic is, is posed to them. And then the last part is that they actually have a 40 page curriculum document. You can use this to do the gratitude grams to kind of just inspire ideas and you can use it for the tasks. So there's a whole curriculum component that they, they offer with the program as well. And so could this be your entire SEL program with the curriculum component or is it supplemental and are you using it in supplemental ways? We are definitely using it in supplemental ways. Okay. Um, and I've thought about that often because in my heart, I would love it to be our SEL curriculum entirely. Mm-hmm. In our curriculum, each weekly lesson touches on a different piece of piece of information that they want the students to take away. But I think there's a way to tie gratitude into each of those. And so I, I think it would be a great thing to marry with our SEL curriculum. And I think eventually if we had kind of a structured way of doing it weekly, there is a way that it could become our SEL curriculum, but it would have to, we'd have to add a a little bit of structuring to it. Yeah. Make sure it touches those topics. Yeah. Okay. So, but right now you guys are pairing it with another SEL curriculum and how, and does it pair well with kind of any SEL? I think it's, it's, it's a great thing to use on top of anything in a school, whether you have something or you don't. I think it can be added to any program. And one thing that I tell my staff and when I introduce it to other people, I think education right now, we're so heavily looking at bang for the buck because time is so limited. And that's what we have the least of. Something that you can get so much bang for and it really doesn't take a lot of time. Whether you have an SEL curriculum or not, I think it's something that you can insert into your day. The way that we've rolled it out both last year and then this year again to our staff is every morning I send out an email targeting about four to six teachers that we're just going to shower with gratitude grams. Every day those people end up, you know, with a bank of of things that their coworkers are saying about them. And then after that month or so, I stopped doing the the daily reminders, but we use it at the beginning of staff meetings or there's different ways to kind of insert it and encourage it. And the biggest encourager of all is when someone gets one, they're so much more likely to send one. And you can even see that as we implement it in the first week, as soon as people start getting them, you, they graph the usage and it just grows exponentially because people are excited about receiving their messages and that makes them want to send messages. It reminds me of when sometimes when you get in the line at Starbucks <laughs> and somebody buys your drink and then you're like, oh, right. well, I'll buy the drink for the person behind Absolutely. me, right? And the baristas get all excited. They're like, how long can we keep this? <laughs> right. Paying it forward. Right. It is emotionally paying it forward. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely is. So how long did it take for your staff and then your students to have buy-in around this and to get excited of, about it and have it become just part of your culture? Um, in the first month of using it last year, so that was during the kind of structured era of me sending out the emails, our staff of, like I said, 50 sent over a thousand notes between each other. And so that was huge for us because 
a few of those things might have been said to each other in person or sent as an email, but the bulk of them would not have been. And so that's just an incredible number of connections that were made between our staff that might not otherwise have been. And after that point, the usage was less because I wasn't sending out the reminders, but it was consistent. And that's really all that I was asking for was just, I want it to be in the back of your head as something you can do quickly. And I think some people used it really because they knew someone was deserving of it. But I think other people realized like, I feel really good when I acknowledge these things and other people. And if I've had a bad day, it might be really helpful for me to just send a couple notes to other people and, and remind myself that this is a great place to work and I love what I'm doing and, and we're all here for each other. So good. And you didn't mandate it in any way. It was just something that was invitational. Completely optional. We didn't tell anyone that they had to send a certain number of notes to each other. There is on the website, there's kind of a tracker and their goal is for you to send three notes a week, which many of our staff members reach that goal with without any problem. And then the other side of that is if you're a facilitator, there's a lot of cool data that you can see and you can see who's who's not getting their three notes a week because that's then you can kind of be on a mission to boost those people. How are you using it with students? Last year, we let it be implemented on a team by team basis. And so I did it with all my 150 band students. And then another team, one of the seventh grade teams did it with their students. So a facilitator can see all the data that you can see all the notes that are being sent. You can group people by homeroom or by class so that there's less people that you're in charge of viewing. One that really surprised me was Mr. Rummels because I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know a teacher could actually like send you an appreciation. He acknowledges me. He sees my hard work and I really feel more motivated. I love the reactions because you're like, okay, I sent one, but the fact that you're getting a reaction that people actually read it, knowing that you're like, you feel satisfied, you feel happy with yourself. I just got a reaction from my friends and actually like uh, lifted my mood up to like being happy and ready to work. When you actually have this time to acknowledge your classmates, we're more comfortable with each other. And I feel like that's what Give Thanks has brought to the classroom environment. I do feel like we're connected with my classmates. With this class, we give thanks and everyone's in good mood. Everyone's uh, giving their best and everyone's doing the work, which like is a positive thing. And how does the program operate? Is it an app? Is it, do you sign into the platform? How do, how do you use it? Yeah, it's web-based. So our kids can access it. We're one-to-one with Chromebooks, but if your iPads or MacBooks, whatever, you can access it. And we're a Google school, which it synced really well with our Google email addresses. So the kids just log in. And when it says, how would you like to log in? They say Google and they click their their Carney Cats email and then it's automatically all set up for them. And as the facilitator, I'm the one that set all all of our staff and students into the program. And it's very simple. You just need their first name, their last name, their email address. You put it into a prepared spreadsheet and upload it. And that's all it takes to upload the names of the people that you want in the program. So it's not a task to upload people the first time or to add people if you need to add them later on. Yeah. Okay. So for your team or your department, it wasn't onerous to get it up and running or to get kids started on it at all. No, it took me probably about 10 minutes. So talk about how your students liked it and what they did with it and some of the things you saw happening. My students really used it well. I was really proud of them. And I think that something that's unique 
in, in education and with technology and just with youth and technology is that a lot of times we see the bad side of people hiding behind technology. That's where we get our cyberbullying and all these other issues. And something that this program is really passionate about is that this is one way where hiding behind technology can be a good thing. I have middle school boys that would never walk up to someone else and say the type of compliment or message of gratitude that they're comfortable giving on, you know, typing on their keyboard. And I think that, I mean, I say middle school boy, but our same thing with our staff. I think there's a lot of staff members, even that I've communicated with, that I say things that I would have never said to them walking by them in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So I think that that element of hiding behind technology in this one instance is really powerful. And I think that shows in our students, especially. I think it's a great practice for them. We used to do paper gratitude grams every once in a while, like especially around Thanksgiving and things like that. But this is so quick and easy for them to use that it's a great bell ringer. It's a great way to end the class, a way that Give Thanks recommends to use it is by after partner activities or group activities, have them recognize their other fellow students' strengths. And so there's a lot of uses for it in the classroom. And and I was really proud of how our students used it to interact with each other. Did you have to do any policing ever of kids like sending inappropriate messages to each other or anything like that? I, I didn't have any inappropriate messages. I did have people using it in a way that at first I was frustrated with. And then Mike Foter, the co-founder of Give Thanks, put this in a great perspective for me. What I was seeing was more than inappropriate messages. They were using it and they were like, hey, or they'd say, how's it going? And so they weren't using it as a message, uh, as a way to send a message of gratitude as much as a communication tool until they realized that there are a lot more effective ways to communicate than this program. But Mike mentioned just in this professional development that he did for my staff last week that a lot of times that's really like socially developmentally appropriate for for their age. And that's kind of their entry into how to use the program the correct way. And so he was not put off by that at all. And I did see that grow, especially like we talked about, as soon as they get one and they understand what it's supposed to be and how it makes them feel, it's it immediately becomes something that they're interested in doing for other people. That they want to do it. How is it different than just sending emails to people? What does the program provide that it makes it easier or enhances that process? I would say the most intentional thing about it is that it's it's one-sided. You can't respond to a note that you receive. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do is press a little heart. It's like liking it on social media. You know, it's it's just a button that you can press to acknowledge that you received it and you appreciated it, but you cannot respond to it without actually going in and then writing your own note back to that person. And that was really intentional by by the creators, it's just a giving thing. There's no responsibility for someone to then respond or to say thank you. It's just completely one-sided. And I think the 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 data that I can see as a facilitator is really neat. But even as a participant, you can see this graph of all these traits that people have tagged you in. And it, it shows you, you know, what other people are seeing your strengths as being. And it keeps a bank of your notes on the homepage. So as soon as you log in, you have the option to give a note on top. But you also just immediately see all these wonderful things that people think of you and appreciate you for. So it's it's positive from the moment you enter the site. That seems so helpful because there aren't that many avenues where we get our strengths reflected back to us in just sort of informal ways, right? Mm -hmm. People might even be thinking those things, but they just don't say them. And this just encourages people to, to not necessarily speak it, right? But to, to message it in positive ways. Do you have any favorite stories 
or about specific students and how they benefited from this? Well, I think in just in general, a lot of times students see other people's strengths before they see their own. Mm -hmm. And especially interpersonal strengths. A lot of times they're like, I'm good at this sport or I'm good at playing this instrument, but they're not looking at themselves as like, oh, like people really feel comfortable talking to me or people really think I'm a positive person. I bring them a lot of joy when I, when they're around. So I think just that recognition recognition of some emotional and more personal characteristics is wonderfully insightful for students that I work with, the middle school age, but students at any level. We focus a lot on, you know, career skills and strengths finders that will help us look towards the future. But there's a lot of value in just looking at what we innately have and where we want to grow and what people are seeing in us. Yeah. Are you seeing it shift uh, your culture as a school in positive ways, either among your staff and or your students? Our staff are definitely more vocal about the like appreciating the program that, that we're using. We have an incredible number of new staff members this year. Mm. And so, like I said, I, I sent an email out saying who we're going to try to shower with compliments. And the first day, it was entirely our new staff. We just wanted to shower them with all the appreciation that we could. And one of our staff members was pretty overwhelmed and, and took a Snapchat of the notes that she'd received and sent it out. And then uh, one of the high school administrators saw that and got in touch with me and he wants to implement it at our high school. So it was just this kind of really neat, organic way of people finding out about it and being impressed by it and being like, I want to be a part of this too. This seems like something that every staff, especially, could really benefit from right now, Paloma, because, I mean, we know that we are experiencing a teacher shortage crisis yeah. in, in mm-hmm. the epidemic in this country. Absolutely. And obviously there are a lot of bigger problems and challenges that need to be addressed in that arena. A big part of making a difference for teachers is to just increase ways, ways for them to feel seen and appreciated. And, um, that can that can turn it around for somebody. Mm-hmm. That can really turn it around for a teacher considering leaving the profession, just feeling seen and appreciated. And this is such an easy way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. There are bigger problems, but this this is a huge help on a daily basis. And I think that is really, really powerful because what we're doing now with, with the kind of directed focus for our our Give Thanks program is looking for things. And I think when you look for positives, they're easy to find, but it might not be something that you're acknowledging. You know, it doesn't have to be something spectacular. And there's, of course, a great, you know, reason to use this program when someone does something spectacular. But what we're doing right now is, is kind of looking at the everyday and realizing all the great things that are happening because of the great people around us and acknowledging it. And so it's good for us because then we're realizing that it's happening in a way that we might not have um, noticed before. It's great for them because they're actually getting acknowledgement for for the things that they're doing. And that just makes everything about your day better. Yeah. And it's subjective, right? Because especially for adolescents, Mm -hmm. for them to hear those kinds of positive comments from their peers, my guess is that so many of them honestly and truly did not know that people thought that of them or saw that in them and probably wouldn't have believed it if you had just told them people think this about you or people appreciate this about you but to hear it from their peers is right 
and even the the crossing of the students and the staff members. That was one of the things I did with my students last year. I said, okay, pick a teacher because every teacher was in the bank of, of names that they could choose from. I said, pick a teacher and write a note to a teacher that's that makes your day better, that you look forward to seeing. And then, you know, knowing that all those teachers were going to open up their accounts and see those messages from the students is really neat too. So mm-hmm. once you once you get the teachers invested, which is the first step and give thanks is pretty orderly about saying you should try this with your staff first. You should build investment among your staff. Then you should introduce it to your students. But once you have everyone working on it together, there's just so much you can do between staff to staff, students to students, and then intermixing everyone together. Mm-hmm. Did you notice relationships improving with your band students when you were doing this last year? Did like kids who previously hadn't really connected were suddenly open to friendship? I think where I saw it the most, I had one student that showed me last year, it was outside of band class. They were in my 10th period, which is a much smaller group. And they showed me a note that another student had said to them. And they were just so surprised because it wasn't someone that they'd conversed with or, you know, thought that they had any sort of relationship and were really surprised to see the impact that they'd had on them without their knowing at all. (laughs) And so that was, that was a really cool thing because I think that just kind of sent the message that you you have so much of an impact even when you don't realize it. And I asked her if it was okay if I shared that with the class. And it was really neat. Like they kind of had an aha moment of, you know, every interaction you have with someone is positive or negative. There's no kind of neutral. And and so I think that was a great, it's led us to some great discussion points in the classroom, which, you know, we talk about adopting an SEL curriculum, but the more that you can just make that part of your, your class, the, you know, that's what's really impactful. For your teachers, how long did it take them to to learn how to use it? It's so simple. The yeah. website is also very intentionally pretty bare bones. There's a button to give things. You can see your your notes that have been sent to you, um, but it's very no frills. It's easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. And so we, when we adopted it last year, had a staff meeting and actually zoomed with. Mike, the co-founder of Give Thanks, and then another representative from Give Thanks. And between the three of us, me and, and the two people from the company, we explained it to the staff. They kind of gave an overview. And then we had everyone go in and send their first note. And some people sent multiple notes, but it truly was something that they immediately, I mean, you don't have to know technology well to use it, which I think is big because, I mean, staffs have a range of people that are yeah. comfortable with technology, not comfortable. It's very, very simple to use. And it's it's not threatening at all. Could you send them from your phone if you wanted to? Do they or Is it mobile friendly? I've never tried logging onto the website on my phone, but you could because it's web-based. Yeah. Um, I've never done it myself because okay. I, I tend to like kind of make myself do it during the school day or like kind of check in on a weekend. But I kind of like, dedicated time to it instead of just getting hopping on my phone to do it. But I think it would be really neat if one day an app was a component of it too, and you could just log on and and do it that way. Here's the reason we asked is that it seems like kids would be, once they get in the habit of doing this, that they maybe would want to do it, you know, after school on the bus or... Yeah, yeah. And our students, for us, they're not allowed to have their phones during the day anyway. But I, I totally agree, especially at like at the high school, you know, at that age, it would be really handy. They they use their phone for everything else, including classes, you know, like between, you know, classes and bathroom passes and library passes and things like that. So I think if they can pull out their phone and do it, that would be really neat. I've noticed staff logging in on the weekends to use it. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty, pretty neat to see that on a time when a lot of people are really protective of their time, 
they were curious to see what notes they'd received or maybe were sending notes. Uh, I know a few of our staff have made it personal goals to send something to every staff member in the building. And I know a lot of them work on that on the weekend. So it's something that people appreciate enough to spend their own time on it, which is, you know, says more than I ever good about it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. So what grade levels would you recommend this for? Like how far, how far down can we go? I think anyone that can type. As soon as you can type, you can log on and use it. You can do it. So pretty like down to the primary grade levels for sure. Right. Yeah. They really are passionate about this becoming something that's used in schools everywhere. What if an individual teacher listening just thought, okay, well, I don't necessarily have any influence with my staff, but I'd like to start using it with my class. Is that possible? An individual teacher can facilitate it for just their classroom. Okay. And at any grade level. So, um, and then content area, what teachers would you recommend? Does it fit in? Like if a teacher wanted to do the whole program, including the curriculum, which content teachers would benefit from this most? I think everyone, we have dedicated time for a lot of other content in our school. We have dedicated time for math and for music and for all these other things and even for SEL. But what's powerful about this is that our students are getting it in, in every different area. So sometimes they might come to my class and send something to a peer, and they might go to another class and send something to a teacher, but they're hearing it from all their different teachers across the school and across uh, different disciplines. And so it makes it feel much more ingrained in our school community. The curriculum kind of just gives you some direction. If you don't want to just leave it up to them every day, what they're going to send or what you're going to send, then it gives you ideas of what to focus on. Like maybe you want to do a teacher today. Maybe you want to do a family member tomorrow. Maybe you want to think about or you know reflect on something in your life that's not a person. So those just kind of give you more direction of, of how to use it if it's something that you want some more structure for. You mentioned families. Do kids, are they able to send messages to their parents or siblings or people like that? Who, or do they have to be people who are in the program? They the To send something to someone, it has to be someone that's already uploaded into the program. Okay. But the reflection that what they call the task portion of it, a facilitator can send out a message saying, today, I really want you to think about a family member that you'd like to acknowledge or that makes your life better, that you appreciate what they've done for you. And then they just type up a reflection. It's not sent to anybody. It's just something for them to think about and then actually put into words what that has done for them, how that's changed them or what they appreciate about it. Okay. Got it. Do you have a favorite message that you've received or some way that this has really impacted you personally? Yeah, I think um, it's always impactful when you get a note from a student, but there's some that you're less surprised to get them from than others. And I remember last year I got uh, a message from a student who was failing my class, um, never did any practicing outside of class, and I knew she liked being there. If she didn't like the community of it, she wouldn't have stuck around for so long. But she sent me a note and I thought of all the teachers, I'm sure you're not failing every single class, for you to pick the class that, that you're not doing well in. and like to to understand that like that doesn't affect how I feel about you as a person that was really moving for me the fact that she she understood that her grade in my class did not play a role in how I felt about her as a person that was really moving for me what did she send to you she sent me a note 
just talking about how band was a highlight for her day and she always looked forward to coming in my room and that's something I tell my kids at the beginning of the year my only hope is that when they walk into my room it's a place they can look forward to coming and I take that really seriously and that really sets the ground rules for my procedures and expectations and and things like that um so so to hear that back was was pretty helpful for me yeah so great I mean music often is the I know for my own kids I said just Uh get involved in band and orchestra and choir and you will find your people so often I feel like music and and band really is social emotional learning at its core I think so too I think that gratitude being a growable skill is just so powerful. And I think that you can watch the change in, in individual kids and in your school community among your staff. I think the bang for the buck is just almost untouchable when it comes to something like this. And I'm so grateful for stumbling upon Give Thanks and it giving us an organized way to implement this in our school. I'm really happy with what it's done for our building. You can find Give Thanks by visiting edcuration.com and searching G-I-V-E-T-H-X, all one word, or by simply clicking the link in the episode notes. Once you arrive at the Give Thanks page, find the Inquire About a Pilot button to get all the details about bringing Give Thanks to your staff and students. We've also included links to the books and some of the research referred to in the episode notes. If you found today's episode and related resources helpful, please let us know. Leave us a comment, like, follow, and share our podcast. And join us again next week to reshape learning with Ed Curation. Mm -hmm.